swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rock shoes to every clue, Easter eggs and gaming news, the POTUS need some bad dudes to crash crew like Bandicoot, all shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control Issues! Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at dot That dash is a hyphen. You can go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Also, Spotify. All right. Look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. Uh, head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure and hop on over to X where our control issues is to handle Nick Van Axel Eternal Platinum Plated Double Clutch Machetes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was lyricist. Well, yes, AMC, how you living? Living well, A dub. Um, yeah. Don't have much. Nah, we did some um I was gonna say we did valentine's day stuff but we know we did it uh the weekend before because we, oh. we we're not pay- we're not paying the premium and it took me an hour and a half just to get home in traffic because of valentine's day <laughs> so wow. we're not about that that hustle and bustle to try to get out that night like everybody else in the city and so we ended up celebrating beforehand so this week was actually pretty chill marissa ended up getting sick so i was watching the kids a lot toward, uh this weekend but because of that I had some time to catch up on my stuff because she was going to bed earlier. Absolutely loving. Um, if if people are into wrestling, this is the now the road to WrestleMania, if you will. It kicks off with the Royal oh, Rumble. And, is this like the twenty four seven of WrestleMania? Yeah, exactly. So everything now, all, all narratives are pointing towards WrestleMania at this point. And um, one of the big things is The Rock came back. People were people felt like he had come in. He when he stepped in, he bumped some of the established people aside to oh. you know, get his crack at the belt. And so initially, you know, the rock comes back. It's always a good thing. It's a positive thing. People are happy. But because of this situation, people are like, no, no, no. We were kind of we've been building the story around this other person, and you're now pushing that person aside because you're the rock, and obviously you'll create the bigger headline. So it's better for the company. So there's a bit of a a pushback to the rocks, um, the rocks stepping in, and people weren't really sure how he was gonna respond. And he responded with some some heelish uh comments that would lead people to believe that hey, is the rock <laughs> yeah, is the rock like kind of like like that was kind of a bad guy promo that he like said about this guy. Anyways, he smackdown on Friday, he comes out and he just drops just one of the like just most banger like takedowns of utah as he's establishing that he is very firmly a heel <laughs> uh wrestling, yeah so we're seeing the return of bad guy a bad guy rock <laughs> and it's Damn. yeah it's absolutely incredible he just oh he's in the in the shades just talking about talking shades. about the crowd 
It, it's great to say it. Like, I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't want to let my imagination get the better of me. But damn, he brought the shades. <laughs> he got the shades. He's got the vest. It's it's awesome. He was just peacocking in, 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 in the best form possible when it comes to The Rock. And just completely eviscerated the crowd, like steps in and smack down, lets people know that their live attendance has broken the records for live attendance in Salt Lake City and for the state of Utah. And the crowd's like cheering and he goes, congratulations for being the largest collection of trailer park trash that The Rock has ever seen. And next thing he goes, boo, <laughs> boo The Rock. <laughs> and he's always talking about them and their 50 wives and inbred kids. Oh, <laughs> It was, it was, it was, I, I watched it maybe like 50 times. <laughs> <So we can laughs> just, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, other than that, I've been working out a lot more. I, I got a heavier weight and that has, and I was started taking protein again and yeah. just like, I'm just on this kick now where like I'm enjoying working out. So I've just been getting in more workouts because of that. Um, so that's been good. And, um, yeah, I've been doing a lot more. We got All Star Weekend basketball. Watched the dunk contest. Watched the three point contest. First thing that was cool that they did this year, um, as far as the All Star Weekend went, is so they always have the three point contest, which is always great. But this year, um, in the WNBA, one of their stars, one of their All Stars, basically made not basically they missed their first shot of the of the rack and then proceeded to make all 26 of their next shots from the three-point mm. line and so the the narrative there is that up until that point steph curry had the three-point record in the three-point competition and then a WNBA star broke his record and so they decided Ooh. hey let's put them against each other and so they had them go head-to-head at uh at the all-star saturday night and um spoilers steph curry did win but the score that the WNBA player put up would have put her in the finals of the men's competition that night. So just Ooh. like kind of seeing like how like they're basically saying like, you know, dunking, that's one thing, but like shooting like does not matter. Like if you if you have that touch, you got the touch. Exactly. And so, yeah. And so that was that was pretty cool for a first time to do that. And so people are hoping that they'll do that again. Um, yeah, that's pretty much everything. I've been doing a lot more gaming because Melissa's, uh, Melissa, Marissa's been getting to bed earlier. So... <laughs> Yeah, I know that, that for that's live. Um, yeah, because you've been getting a better, I've been gaming a lot more, so that's been nice. How about yourself, A Dub? What, what you been doing? Which how you oh, been? No, life has been largely the same. Just chilling, working, getting myself together, staying tight on the push up club, feeling it. Just like my upper body is swollen, but nothing else is swollen. <laughs> so, so I gotta fix that. But I'm working on it. But yeah, man, just. Chilling, watching shows, uh, real time with Bill Mars back. Yeah. Your man, um, what is it? Tonight with John Oliver, that's coming back. Yeah. Then your man John Stewart is back on the Daily Show. Oh, only man, just in time for the election. Exactly. <laughs> only Mondays. Only Mondays, but that's enough. Yeah. Is, uh, is Apple lost doing it? No, he's been gone. So who's uh who's hosting it now? They didn't pick a permanent host uh-huh. and then then apple and john stewart parted ways because he was about to start talking about china and apple was like nah we can't support we got, that, we got that money <laughs> they, make, they make our shit <laughs> their checks clear <laughs> they make they make your phone <laughs> in a way they make this podcast <laughs> but uh 
Yeah, so they parted ways. He had um his show was the problem with John Stewart. It was supposed to come back for a third season, but then Apple was like, "Nah, son." So Comedy Central got him back. I think he's like the executive producer of the show or something like that. He he has a very he has a very like more authoritative role on the show in addition to being on it once a week. So his his first appearance broke records. I'm looking forward to his next appearance. Uh, tomorrow night, which you, I don't know what time that is for you future people who are listening to the show after we're done having it. But yeah, that was awesome. It just, it things started feeling right again. Yeah, John Stewart back. Got all my new shows back. I love that. Uh, Solo Leveling is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Dungeon Meshi, aka Delicious in Dungeon, just Keeps getting better. I'm not going to spoil any of that because I feel people deserve to see every last scene and experience it for the first time, not through hearsay. Um, other than that, just been trying to get in my my usual amount of gaming and looking forward to the future. Hell yeah. Well, hey, Dub, when it comes to that game, and oh, man, I can't wait to hear about this. How has oh, your week been? What you okay. been so my week has been a bit of it full for one got my hands on with the season nine changes for overwatch i wasn't i wasn't aware that the new season was coming that soon so when it when it happened was basically when i was like oh yeah <laughs> i guess i'll check this out now and yeah man the the feeling of hitting your target is definitely improved and it's still balanced with the same time to kill so it's like the the progression of the game hasn't changed much, but just the way the damage is done and the strategy of focus fire and choosing your or like just choosing your targets is different. Like I don't know, like you don't really feel the changes other than the response from the shooting, but in practice, like your accuracy is more is more properly reflected. You're still getting your same number of kills. It's still a blast to play, but there's just minor annoyances that are lessened or mitigated. So, you know, people with that side-to-side bullshit, nah, I'm here. Yeah, bunny hopping ain't working. <laughs> yeah, bunny hopping, yeah, I'm going to hit you in your shins and then I'm hit you in your chest. I'm going <laughs> to just shoot straight and I'm catching you. Uh, people are complaining. They're saying, like, well, I've seen videos where Hanzo's, like, aiming a foot away from your face and it's yeah i said that to you (laughs) (laughs) people in the uh in the training grounds (laughs) testing out that that aim assist (laughs) now the thing is like if they had showed if they had showed that at distance and that was happening i'd feel differently but up close i kind of get it because that was that's part of the whole thing is that certain characters could just get up on you and it's over you yeah, know. like a, yeah, like I, I, I'm essentially a, a sniper character having <laughs> point blank range. Like, yeah, I'm close. <laughs> like, no, don't run up on me. I'm still dangerous. <laughs> That's dope. Like, you know, and the healers, the healers are getting a little breathing room, but they also easier to take down. Yeah. Mercy, mercy, not the queen of the battlefield anymore. Fair yeah. <laughs> ain't coming out there and just wrecking shop uncontested anymore until somebody brings out a hit scan player that dedicates their entire existence there. No, no more. Things have changed. You can pick Ferris out the sky with much greater ease than ever before. Sombra can't just be teleporting back in there and stabbing in, stabbing out. Tracer can't be coming in there getting reckless. 
yeah, it's a good day. It's a great day. He said, Yada, you better hide. You better be in the back, all the way in the back, behind something, behind someone, behind the shield, because I'm coming for you. <laughs> you better have it all going for you. Widow, I'm picking you off from a distance. I'm out sniping you. I made, dude, I was, I was getting frustrated in that, in like that first day. And then I came back, I played with my brother, and then everything felt right again. Like, okay, like, okay, this is the experience. Because, like, in the first day, people were just leaving. People weren't playing. It just seemed like, I don't know, like, it, the spirit was gone. But <laughs> I got my brother back. And just, we, we just nasty with it, man. And once we got a, once we got solid teams, everything just worked out so i'm completely cool with these changes who knows maybe problems will crop up i do feel like everybody's damage could be dropped like five to ten percent and things will be like right in the sweet spot just my personal opinion um i feel like they'll 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 see the data and then start playing with the numbers yeah but yeah it's it's a good time i recommend people get back into overwatch they got some cool skins yeah, still waiting to see what this Cowboy Bebop collab might be. I hope that they didn't just put the meat on the table and then take it back to the kitchen. <laughs> like, we got to get that. I need I need my Cowboy Bebop. I need my skins. I'm trying to give you money, Blizzard. Help me help you. But on top of that, he's single, made a, made a decision, and wanted your boy to be involved, your boy being his brother, his brother being me. He got Helldivers too, which means I got Helldivers too. Damn. <laughs> and we already have seen Grimes on the friend list playing it every day at all hours. So I was like, okay, it must be good. I always expected it to be good. The original was a classic, one of the more just original, innovative kind of games I'd ever seen, where it was like, it was disgustingly brutal, but in such a fair, thought out manner. And like fun, yeah. like comic, like slapsticky way. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 oh, like, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, like, what is it like? You're at the extraction, the ship is coming down, one person's out of position, and the ship just like lands on them. <laughs> they die. Ship lands on them. Dude, I was, we were, I was playing a game with, uh, with Grimes and a couple of his European homies, and the show's coming Hans in. And <laughs> <laughs> the, the homie Pino, the homie, the homie Robot Smiley, <laughs> <laughs> the homie Pang. <laughs> but yeah, it's the the shuttle was coming in. Everybody's moving out the way. I guess I was out the way. Got forged by the thrusters. <laughs> Just horrific, instant death. It's like damn. So everybody, everybody got on and waited for me. And then I like I had to run through just a gauntlet of bugs and, and get onto the ship. Somebody dove onto the ship and got a trophy. It was amazing. But man, yeah. So in playing it, play with each single, play with play with Frank Grimes, play with his European homies, play with my my boy Philly Blunt from the IGN message boards. Those are good times. Big nasty, <laughs> nasty sixty nine. I ain't seen him. <laughs> I've seen him. He ain't, he ain't been around. <laughs> he ain't been around. Maybe, maybe he moved on to some other game. Maybe he's still playing Rocket League. Who knows? <laughs> but if he's out there, holler at your boy. <laughs> Get this reunion going. But yeah, man, it's oh, it's just it's so good. Like 
since the beginning, it's always been kind of a a different take on the whole Starship Troopers thing. Just the the super Earth, super America, bring a democracy to to these bugs and all these foreign planets. And so, yeah, it's every bit the same as the original. The same loop. You pick your planet. You pick your mission. You pick your difficulty. You pick your loadout, and you you go down. You try to deal with the objectives. You try to survive. You try not to kill each other. You try not to get killed. And if all goes well, you get to the extraction point. You get on the dropship. You get pulled out safely. Now, of course, a myriad of things can happen <laughs> along that way that jeopardize your ability to escape safely. For instance, you get torn to shreds by a bug. You get torn to shreds by friendly fire. You get burned. You get crushed by a bug. You get blown up by somebody's airstrike or somebody's grenade launcher or you fall off a cliff. Like this one, I don't remember the original too vividly, so I don't know if it had these additional details, but this one goes to a whole other level. First of all, it goes from the top-down isometric view. It used to be a twin-stick shooter. Now it's just a true third-person shooter that lets you also alternate to first person at the touch of a button in real time. So that's awesome for people who prefer either or. Uh, significant glow up. Visuals are much greater. But it it does other things that I don't think the first game did. Like, for instance, if you obtain certain injuries, you, phys- you get physical injuries, like your bones break, your chest gets lacerated, you start bleeding, and you know it, it messes with your aim, it messes with the speed at which you move, or if you could run. It's There's a whole nother level to it, and I appreciate that, but it's, man, I, I can go on forever, I'm going to try to keep it brief, but I, it's very rare when I really get into a, a multiplayer game for the multiplayer. I that's I greatly enjoy playing the game solo and gradually working my way up the difficulty levels. But when I get Grimes on, when I get a single on, it just turns. It's, it's when you get the. It's not that multiplayer is bad. It's you got to get yeah. the right people. It's like those people who are like, "Sex sucks." Like you find the right person. <laughs> Sex yeah. doesn't suck. <laughs> People say it sucks. People have bad sex, yeah. And and just like I guess this is it. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, yeah, keep going. Sorry. Oh lord, another little grown man right there. A little grown man gay feet, <laughs> Grown man, grown man moment. <laughs> Shout out to Kyrie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, do you remember that when he was coaching? Just show off randomly. Just drop it, game. Mm. Oh man. Well, yeah, yeah, too. yeah. You're enjoying yeah, you're enjoying this hell diver. It's got it's, the got, got the crew. It's phenomenal because it's the change in camera perspective coupled with just the outstanding visuals, the mostly solid frame rate. It 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 just sings, dude. It looks like a film and they're just there are just things happening dynamically around you. Like I've always dreamed of a version of Dead Space where the you could see the infestation on the map, like moving through the ship as they're trying to find you and like kill other people. Helldivers has that. It, you can look on your radar 
And just when you hear bugs around, you can start looking, seeing like, oh, there's Grimes is always looking at the map. He's like, oh, that's just a patrol. Just lay low. We're going to creep. He's all about the still. And yeah, we just go creep. Skull creep. Hopefully they don't see us. <laughs> and no unnecessary conflict. Me, I'm just like, fuck them bugs. <laughs> going and I'm stomping. Got my automatic shotgun. It's just, man, it's. The progression is a little slow, especially if you're playing solo. But yeah. I imagine once you play on like re- the really high difficulties, it has like nine difficulty levels. But if you play on the really high ones, I imagine you get a big enough multiplier to where you're just leveling up quick. Because Grimes and, and my buddy Philly Blunt, they're both like 30 plus when I was level like 10 or 11. Granted, I just started this week. I think it's been out. Has the game been out just a week? Or just a little longer? Eh, not that important. But it the game... came out. Um, I think it came out last. Week. I know we reported on its success first week success last oh, week. So right. It's been out for at least like two weeks now. Yeah. Okay. Because I joined in that second week, and even so, man, I just like I like moving through the war bonds and looking at all the things that can acquire as I as I accumulate my resources and my currencies. Just gradually getting better weapons, better stratagems. I went from, you know. You start with a pistol and an assault rifle and a grenade, and then you have some, you know, basic strategies. Think like a, a, a machine gun, like a big one with the the big like drum clip, just dumping, mowing down hordes of bugs. But now I'm at the point where I have I'm running around with a grenade launcher. I have an automatic shotgun. I have a like a Mac ten an uzi as a sidearm and then i have a I have a backpack that has a drone on it that has a laser rifle so that thing's just shooting at anything within a certain range and melting it down so yeah. just have that have that watching my back then i i have all these different like i have a incendiary minefield i can pull up a, a machine gun turret <laughs> oh man it's just and when you use things strategically like they they spare no expense when it comes to just the visual effects and the the raw power of the destruction. I mean, you hit something with the grenade, you're they're blowing apart. The mob is blowing apart. And it's, it's like you hit them, you hit them with those incendiary mines, and you're just seeing fireworks going off and you're feeling shockwaves while hordes of bugs are just walking through your minefield. The all the tools behave so in such a smart way like the minds distribute themselves in a wide area evenly spaced so like you can just cover a walkway or just cover like the inside of a crater as bugs are coming out of their nests and just bang, bang. It's a turn of a top chopping them up and, oh, it's it's a thing of beauty when everything comes together especially when you have other people but yeah i'm i don't want to talk too much about hell divers too but i'm having an absolute blast with it did not expect it to be as good as it is and as much as i love shooting bugs they also have the automatons in there which is your your plane judgment day from terminator when that happens because these robots keep coming they're shooting they have blades like it's it's a whole different approach that you have to take to taking them on versus taking on bugs like with bugs it's it's high rate of fire large number of rounds and just big devastating just attacks anything that you can come up with airstrikes orbital strikes anything with 
the with the automatons, like you got to start thinking about defense. You got to start thinking about like long range precision attacks. It's just different when they're shooting back at you, man. It's truly traumatizing. <laughs> but you know, if you have any interest in Helldivers two, I would recommend giving that a go. You'll you'll thank yourself for treating yourself. But AMC, what have you been playing? I've been playing two games this week. Um, went back to an, an an oldie but a goodie and mm. continue playing another game. So yeah, this week, no Overwatch for me this week. I played a lot of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot to start off the week, pushing through that, that Frieza saga. Um, got to Frieza's final form. Mm. Did that battle with Vegeta. That didn't go well. Then Leveled yeah, up Goku. four times. I still beat him. Yeah, and then uh, Goku <laughs> shows up, played as Goku, did that battle, got to the point where, you know, things go haywire, got to the Super Saiyan, took out Frieza, and um, completed that that arc of the uh, the story. And now, and then I got to an intermission. And so I was about to continue playing and a little, like, backstory with the week. So at some point during the week, Disney Plus decided to finally release their trailer of X-Men 97, mm. which is the follow-up to the X-Men animated series from when A-Dub and I were children in the 90s. Mm. Mm. And um, yeah, it was the show was absolutely amazing. It was like the first like soap opera for kids that like I had watched <laughs> where like characters are like in love and hating on the homies and <laughs> and like big villains with crazy story arcs that carry over the narrative of, of an entire season. Um, Boy, yeah, she's just... with Cyclops, but Wolverine's trying to get up in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like uh, one of the homies like dies in the first episode, dies in quotes on the first episode. <laughs> like, um, like so much happens and it was crazy for like a kid to have that type of like, you know, that type of care and respect put into a kid's show as opposed to like, you know, give them the the usual like hijinks that only is contained within an episode. Nothing carries on. People can get like blasted and then next episode they're fine. Yada, yada, yada. Like, no, like X-Men like did all that shit. Anyways, it was, it was amazing. But it's been forever <laughs> since that show ended. It ended actually like pretty unceremoniously if I remember it. I remember watching the last episode. It just like stopped. <laughs> Yeah, and no, but the thing is, there was a final episode. But yeah, it, it was. It, they got to a point. If you watch the final season, the episodes were no longer connected. They were just telling individual like stories within each episode, and then they did have a final episode where um, I think Xavier is dying, and so he's going to take off with was it Lalandra or whatever her name is, the alien lady princess, and um, he hands off the school to Magneto, who's going to be like the leader. What? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then, like, it's basically like Graduation Day is, I think, the name of the episode. So uh, the X-Men 97 series now continues right where that left off, which is absolutely oh, awesome because then for people incredible. who follow, yeah, the series to its end, they there is some payoff now because you now get this new series that looks absolutely amazing. I say all that to say this. As I was watching it, I was getting that itch, that Marvel itch. And, oh. um, yeah, and I was remembering that, like, Oh, it's been a minute since I played Midnight Suns. I didn't beat it. I stopped playing it because Diablo Diablo came out, Diablo 4, and you know, I had to play that game, which ended up becoming my game of the year. And so yeah, I took a break from Midnight Suns because of that. And I get in this Marvel Age, want to play as like, you know, Wolverine and all those dudes. Also, mm -hmm. just 
getting an itch from you know playing dragon ball z kakarot it's very action oriented very fighter oriented and so you know just wanting to get that that turn-based feel again and especially in a card battle or like Mar midnight suns just felt perfect and so ended up jumping back into midnight suns picking up where i left off took about like an hour to you know try to remember everything all the stats on the cards and what they mean and the individual characters and certain like attributes leveling up all that stuff the friendship development i had to remember all that stuff the abbey but once i got back into it it was absolutely awesome did a couple missions uh, leveled up some cards got some duplicates got some created some cards got some blueprints uh unlocked some new areas of the abbey and yeah just just threw me right back into that world and yeah i'm gonna stick with uh, midnight suns i think we're just gonna try to complete it now because it's just i forgot how awesome the game was just a perfect gameplay loop as far as that go out on a mission do some story stuff turn-based combat using the cards leveling up get out of the mission go to the abbey develop the friendships um play through that narrative part of the story within the abbey as you develop the friendships that then builds your chemistry for when you draw out those characters into battles so it all just kind of feeds on itself in a way that's very satisfying and yeah just love midnight suns it's a shame that people didn't allow themselves to enjoy this game but who I, hopefully they made enough money and then like maybe like 10 years from now there'll be a, a groundswell be like hey maybe we'll bring back midnight suns or a version of that but um yeah another good single week. player game yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Quality single player game left by the wayside. Yeah, it didn't didn't sure. have the, there. You didn't buy have to buy any cards. None of that. Only yeah. only microtransactions were skins that didn't yeah. really matter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not good enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Um. But yeah, that's enough of that. A dub. Let's get into these topics of the week. Top topics, topics of, the of the week. Week. You want to lead off, A dub? Oh, I'm a lead off. So last week, we told y'all a little something about Helldivers 2. You know, your boys playing it, enjoying it. Well, that's been happening. Quite a bit's going on. Uh, let me see. Let me get this one. First up, Helldivers 2 developer says they will never add PvP because they want to reduce toxic elements from the community. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically to say, hey, we'll never add a PvP mode. This is to reduce yeah, the toxic elements. We want an environment that's supportive, yeah. fun, and where we all are fighting on the same side. I embrace that fully, completely. Because dude, there's nothing like just running with your running with your squad. It's through the sand, through the night. As day turns tonight, dude, there's a day-night cycle, my dude. <laughs> like there are things that obstruct your visibility that you can you can deal with. There's there are conditions that are just like map conditions, things where, oh, it's extremely cold, so your weapons fire slower and you move slower. It's like what? <laughs> and man, this things just look they, everything just looks so good. Like even the puzzles are nuanced to the degree that it's not so much, oh, go to the terminal, put in these these keystrokes. It's like, do that. Okay, now you got to open these valves. Like, okay, now you got to realign this this little diagram. And then, then you insert it initiating. Like, it's, it's great doing that with people. If a game like this had PvP, 
it would very much take away from the magic that it creates, in my opinion. AMC, how do you feel about Arrowhead, the developers of Helldivers 2, saying that they will not put PvP in their game? Um, yeah, no, I think one, it's your, their choice. You live with it. Uh, two, that was where I felt like with Destiny, like that was the big thing that made that game so huge for me was, you know, up until that point, a lot of PvP, at least success, was like centered around P uh sorry, a lot of multiplayer success was centered around PvP when you think about the success of Call of Duty during that like 360 PS3 era and uh and you know Battlefield and games like that, Battlefront. It was all about PvP. And then I remember when Destiny started showing up, and that was the first time where I felt like consoles really started to lean into co-op as a like pve as opposed to pvp and the success of destiny was a sign like oh people want to play together they don't necessarily just want to kill each other <laughs> and teabag yeah. and all that yeah. stuff oh, that was like i guess started with like halo um and then going back to quake and all that good stuff but anyways yeah um so yeah like i'm i personally i always lean pve i like pvp if i got a if i got a squad to run with like in say overwatch but my preference is always that one couch co-op or playing with like homies online running together and taking out computers and all that stuff um two the other thing i would add is at least i feel like with destiny it's always been a point of contention within its within parts of its community that like oh they're putting so much focus on the story elements of the game and not as much on balancing pvp or updating pvp and so that just adds a whole nother thing that they have to focus on that might not be as they're saying their priority and so why would you want to half-ass pvp when you can get their full focus on what's really working for the game and so yeah if, that, if that's what they're saying i totally agree with them now you you brought up destiny too and that's an interesting coincidence because Helldivers 2 has a couple things in common with Destiny 2. For one, it passed Destiny's two all-time Steam concurrent players. And it also had launch issues. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, man, at, at launch and still ongoing, like they just don't have enough servers to accommodate everybody. There are little ways to work around it. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to share my tricks, but yeah, man, it's you at any given moment, especially this weekend, as we're trying to play the holiday weekend, it just won't let you log in and it keeps giving you a 60 second counter in despite that still more concurrent players than both Destiny 2 and Starfield, apparently, as reported by IGN. So the developers have been putting out several hot fixes, several patches, trying to deal with the issues. Uh, they say, despite our best efforts to increase server capacity to accommodate all of you who want to die for freedom, we are experiencing capacity issues. We're once more working without delay to improve the issue, and we hope to have a fix in place as soon as possible. <laughs> and as a remedy to that, we got extra XP and requisition going on this weekend. So if you guys were diving, Leveling up a little bit quicker, moving through the more bonds a little faster. AMC, do you think this is an appropriate response to the to the launch issues that are going to ruin people's long term memory of the game? <laughs> you know, I'll give my opinion right after this quick break. A dub. All right, we are back. A dub. Yeah. So, before the break, you had asked me about how I felt about this uh, the launch issues or the server issues, and then their remedy to it. Yeah, you know, I don't think it would be 
I, I don't know when I look at these launches of like live service games and you know they typically have some type of issue at launch especially if they're super popular we saw it with like Overwatch 2 um and some other games recently I think Suicide Squad but like um and so I always like one <laughs> the funny thing about that is like it's people always talk about hey nobody wants to play these games and then they launch and like everybody tries to play them and it's yeah. never it's always seen as you know, it's, they point, they focus on the failure, the failure of the developer to not be prepared for all these people to want to play their game, but it's never seen as so many people want to play their game that is jacked up. <laughs> and like the developer tempered their expectation based on how people say they feel about these games. Yeah, um, and so yeah, it's a that's always kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of expected right, with any game in general single player games every every game kind of has at least not every game but most game a lot of games have launch issues as it is so um the good thing though is that people who are getting in are enjoying the game i watched some of your gameplay it wasn't like i was seeing like a bunch of stuttering and like framey issues um it's, so like it's smooth most yeah of the, the game's running smooth so yeah it's not like uh it's not like those server issues are really affecting the gameplay, at least from what I saw today. And so uh, that's, I think, the most important part. And they'll they'll work it out. They'll figure it out. They'll adjust, and they'll be you know prepared for this increased capacity. And yeah, just a great sign, as you said, uh, more concurrent players than Destiny Two, which is massively popular. And so um, it's a huge, it's a great sign for you know Arrowhead and for you know sony because they they said that they were bringing the heat people wanted to poo poo that and then all of a sudden they wanted to spend their money on that 40 bucks on it so 40 bucks on that live service microtransaction trash that micro trash uh yeah micro so, trash. <laughs> i like that yeah so it is it is but um yeah, I, I, they'll work it out, and people who are playing the game are enjoying it. It's not like things have turned toxic. I haven't seen any articles about the game being review bombed because of its server issues and yada yada. Mm -hmm. So it seems like people are kind of understanding, upset, but also understanding. So and A Dub said that they're mostly upset some, that they couldn't play it. Yeah, and A Dub said there's some there's some workarounds if you're if you're savvy <laughs> to get into a match. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so I mean, you 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 can take advantage where you, where you where you can possible but uh anything else you got on hail divers a dub and its massive success well i'll i'll revisit it a little later in the show but we get to the next topic of the week top topic of the, of the week. week let's see a dub we got an article a story from video games chronicle this being about alan wake 2 the article headlined oh. alan wake 2 has sold 1.3 million copies and is remedies fastest selling game to date Ooh, very nice yeah so let's see here in a press release addressing the game's sales performance the studio says the game has sold had sold 1 million units by the end of december 2023 and was sitting at 1.3 million units sold by the beginning of february 2024 it also notes that this makes alan wake 2 the fastest selling game remedy has released to date let's see this now this is from remedy by comparison, Alan Wake 2 sold over 50% more copies and over three times more digital copies <laughs> in its first two months than Control did in its first four months. Uh, Remedy says, noting that Control has now sold over 4 million copies since it released in 2019. Deservedly so. Yes. Um, this also from Remedy. 
we will continue promoting and supporting Alan Wake 2 and are creating two paid DLCs that will expand the story. We're also releasing updates and carrying out other activities to support the game and its community. Uh, they also noted that the success of Alan Wake 2 has now benefited their other games in development because they're now able to, you know, to move personnel over to those projects and um, really get into the development of those things. So this is also from Remedy. The successful launch of Alan Wake 2 has supported our other game projects, um, Condor, Control 2, and Max Payne Ooh. 1 and 2 Remake have all increased development pace thanks to the personnel released from Alan Wake 2. And we expect these projects to reach their next development stages during the first half of 2024. So, hey, Dub, what do you think about this success of Alan, Alan Wake 2? And, yeah, and that being leading to them being able to focus on their next projects coming down the line. That very important Max Payne 1 and 2 remake that we are going to be all over, I'm assuming. I just think it's a textbook example of what can happen when developers don't have to be in this constant arms race to like to combat cheaters and hackers or to fix like little little minor issues that or do little things that don't necessarily improve a game or make it better, but just like oh we we took care of that. They can move on to the other projects. Things can get deeper in development sooner and the windows between when the last game release and when the next game release can be smaller but it's in this modern era where we have this post-launch support and you know community feedback where just developers have the ambition to continue to work on games post-launch to improve them to add to them to expand them make them better but at the same token like there's <laughs> like man i kind of lost my thought it, it it was hilarious but nah but yeah man it's like this this is just an example of let them be done with something and move on to something else because remedy has a pretty good track record of turning out games regularly and this is likely one of the reasons why like they make their games tight and as polished as they can they get it right and then all right so to move on like it's think um with cyberpunk and taking you know three years to finish polishing that and adding dlc you know that's when that personnel was being released to go work on the cyberpunk sequel so you know they were going to do parts of that and a lot of that is on them for releasing that game in that, in that condition in, <laughs> in the that first state. place <laughs> yeah. so developers can also do themselves a favor and just give you give you guys the best chance to be done with something by releasing it in the best condition possible and just being done with it at some point it's it's like yeah man i i do appreciate ongoing support i do appreciate continued content but at the same token i also appreciate new games <laughs> so yeah, that's that's just my personal opinion of the situation yeah um echo the same thing it's like it, you can quickly move on if you're not focused on fixing what you put out there yeah. that's like uh it's like anything like a life a lesson for life is like do it right and then you can then move on because if you do it wrong then you're constantly having to make up for your mistakes measure um, twice cut once 
yeah yeah exactly and so yeah um yeah it's a that's one a good sign for remedy too it's just it, it's a sign that their studio is well managed which is you know always a question when you hear about like you know games getting delayed or you know hell hell development cycles and all that stuff hell uh, development. Development, <laughs> development hell. um yeah so it's a good sign for them especially because i am looking forward to max Payne one and two remake so if i know that they know what they're doing by the time that game comes out it should be in the best shape possible and uh, it's gonna be so beautiful it depends and, on how far they're gonna push it man <laughs> like <yeah. laughs> I don't need them to do too much of it. I just need it to be awesome. (laughs) If they push it to like Alan Wake 2 level, visually, Max Payne, 1 and 2, holy shit. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It'd be the the best remakes of the best third-person shooters ever made, and they'd be the best third-person shooters ever made. Yeah, like that that leather jacket is going to be so crisp. So Mona Sax is gonna be so crisp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was always about Mona Sax. As soon as you could play as her, it was like, what? With the Desert Eagle. <laughs> that that sniper and go to that, that bullet, that bullet view. That dra- that dragon off. <laughs> Doing that cartwheel to dodge bullets. Oh man. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. But I can't oh, wait to play God. Max Payne One. Just that game was so beautiful. It was so demonic. <laughs> I don't think but, I ever uh, made it to the end of that. Oh, you never beat Max Payne One? Oh, that was. Good. I made it to like I was in the subway, and I imagine that's like the first level of the game. It was like a subway in like an underground bank or something, uh, and uh, just having that shootout in the lobby. I was like, ah, or in the uh, vault or whatever. Yeah, he's doing bullet time for the first time. Like, what? Uh, Slow. Uh, uh, destroy that game now. <laughs> people yelling. <"Bang." laughs> Shoot, shooting open those, uh, just shooting over in the bathroom stalls. <laughs> like, all that stuff. My uh, man, the cleaner's playing the piano, and it's mm-hmm. just dope. <laughs> uh, so good. That game was so good. I can't wait. But yeah, it's a. Uh, See, like it seems like Remedy knows what they're doing, and uh, this is a good sign too because you know Alan Wake Two did so well, and it was a game that was like a little artsy, but still told a story that was like people were able to stick with and <laughs> didn't get lost in. So they just they seem to be doing a lot of things right for what people want, and you know, just great overall single player experiences. And so yeah, it's not often because you know Alan Wake. That's like one of those games that people would just continue to talk about well after its launch mm-hmm. and the sequel in being able to meet the expectations and then go above that is a good sign for, you know, remedy moving forward. So yeah, just a, just a good positive story that I felt like covering a dub. Very important want- question before yes. we close this one out, going yes. back to the Max Payne one and two, especially Max Payne two remake. Yeah. Do you think as they modernize that we lose the charm of the havoc physics of that day and era it's <laughs> just like <laughs> they're diving over the tables and stuff like that. <laughs> diving over the tables like still laying down and turning and shooting around everybody like people hitting dudes with a grenade and just ragdolling their bodies <laughs> over a balcony like there there was a charm to the way that mm-hmm. game moved and i feel like if 
that if that same charm isn't maintained or improved upon, that could hurt the project. It, it's it's in a very intangible way. So you might you, you won't see it in testing. You won't be able to see it in the numbers, but it's just it'll be that thing that's different in that. That's well, something that's that I'm I, gonna be watching for. Is yeah, why I can't well, that's why, like, it. when you asked, when like you asked, like about like you know the graphics, I was like, the graphics don't matter as much as how the game feels to me, and so I, I want it to feel like pain, like yeah, how it looks, like you know that would be cool, but it needs to play like pain. Like I don't yeah. want it to play like Alan Wake. Like I want it to, I want it to play like Max Payne, and so um, that's that's the most important thing to me. And so if they can capture that then I am not worried about anything else that that game has to offer. When uh, I hit somebody in the thigh with a desert eagle slug, <laughs> oh, oh, I got to see like just excess pills rolling down his jacket, falling, <laughs> breaking, some of them turn to dust. Yeah. But dude, if, if I hit somebody... You see him chewing on him. <laughs> you see the mouth. <laughs> the foaming. <laughs> If I hit somebody in the thigh with a desert eagle slug and it doesn't just sweep that leg out from under them, make them fall over and flip, uh, I'll know something's up. <laughs> but stay tuned. Looking forward to finally seeing the Max Payne remakes in motion. Congrats to Alan Wake 2. Most definitely looking forward to Control 2. So, Remedy, you got your work cut out for you. Hey, Doug, what you got in the next topic of the week? Top, topic of the, of the week. week? I got a little sad news. Hmm. Yeah, just a little sad news. Hmm. Uh, Sui Koden creator and Aiden Chronicle lead Yoshitaka Moriyama has died. Hmm. Uh, had an ongoing illness that he was dealing with and he succumbed to it uh the twitter post says twitter the ex post says so with a heavy heart and deep sadness we must inform you that yoshitaka murayama this scenario writer for aid and chronicle 100 heroes and head of rabbit and bear studios passed away on february 6th you can read the statement from rabbit and bear studios uh, at 505.games 505's website i guess it's somewhat related to remedy in a way since they're under the same publisher so yeah man he, yeah that sucks it it always sucks when a, a figure in gaming dies because you know in this medium you get close to these people in a way through their work that you don't get close to a lot of other people because a lot of other people don't just put this thing out that's a product of their of their mind and their creativity all the time so you know it just kind of sucks especially with these games like like i believe aiden's still in development i could be wrong but he was at pick up pick up the work and you know carry on his spirit amc how do you feel about this untimely event um yes yeah, sad yeah. what were the games that he worked on again um he's the creator of sui code Okay. If you remember Sui Coden, I believe that was the RPG where you could, where there was like over a hundred characters that you could have, and you built this castle where everybody was, and the <laughs> castle had different levels, shops, and just all kinds of different services necessary to sustain that army, and you would just recruit people to play those roles. And holy shit! Just thinking about it, it's like wow, I can't believe 
that I was playing something like that at an age where I still didn't fully appreciate RPGs, but I was on the path. But Sui Coden was something else. Uh, I believe there was people are either asking for another Sui Coden or there is some game that's either a spiritual successor or a direct successor to Sui Coden coming out. So it's not like people are high and dry there. But yeah, dude, that's it, it's good work. And a lot of people are really looking forward to Asian. I've been hearing good things online. I'm not at the part yet where I start checking out the game. I believe I have seen some footage and it looks cool. Need to look into it a little more. But yeah, he was he was behind some good stuff. Yeah, that's uh yeah, that's sad. I I didn't play any of the games, so unfortunately I don't have a strong connection to this, but you know, as you as you echoed like that or echoing what you said that I like losing one a talent within the industry and you know somebody who is pouring like putting his passion into his works sucks because you know it's a loss for everybody loss for his family loss for the gamers loss for the community so it, it just it's um yeah it's a it's a loss that is unfortunate is like tenfold and yeah it's just it just sucks um but yeah i can't really say much more to that because i have not played any of those games i do all right, Dub. Well, let's get to the next, next topic. topic. So we, let's, let's transition to that. Trying to, to swing the mood back up. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into some bullshit, eh, Dub? No, oh. no, let's get into let's get into some goodness. Um, so man, don't don't want to lay this out a little bit longer. Yeah, whatever. Let's get into this now, eh, Dub? Let's get into the big topic <laughs> of the week. Um, yes. So we didn't cover this last week because there were rumors abound and. People were just all over the place when it came to Xbox. You know, there were early rumors that Xbox was going to be putting, you know, a couple of their games. They're going to be going that were exclusives. We're going to be going third party. And so the early reports were, you know, it's going to be like Hi-Fi Rush, games like that, the, uh, the Bethesda games, but not the big ones, but just like Hi-Fi Rush and a couple of um, live service games. Then a week, pa- I think about a few <laughs> weeks, maybe a week or two passes, and last week comes and people, there, there's another a follow-up report that says, and they're going to be giving out Halo, Gears of War, Starfield, oh. <laughs> all those games. We're coming to other consoles, and people were losing their minds. They're they're clutching their pearls, <laughs> getting getting worried about well, throwing their consoles in the trash. Yeah, suddenly, like it went from. It went from the rumor that Xbox is putting out all their major exclusives on other consoles to Xbox is, is no longer going to be around. Microsoft is no longer going to make hardware for Xbox. Um, start start downloading all your shit on the hard drives because it's all going to go away. People were just, <laughs> you know, it was it was it was an absolute disaster of reporting and and reaction videos um and it was it was awful the most level-headed people were saying in the gaming community yeah the the most level-headed minds were saying just wait wait for Mm -hmm. the announcements nothing is confirmed it's all rumors and um yeah and from our standpoint we didn't even cover the story we i think we like noted it at the end that microsoft was of our last episode that microsoft was going to have you know uh, a business update and um, we could look forward to that during the week, but we didn't get into the, any of the nonsense because you know, you know how we feel about speculation and rumors. And so yeah. it was good that we waited because it ended up being the early report. That was the true one. And all the, all the, the negative, you know, toxic lava spewing that came from the second one was all just nonsense. And the funny thing is like, nobody ever, 
gives that person shit. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. That person that's okay. still makes money putting yeah. <laughs> putting out nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, Jeff Grubb, I trust him. Anyways, yeah, let's get into oh. this. Hey, Dubs. Uh, <laughs> uh, put up the uh, IGN article. Xbox business update confirms four exclusives going multi-platform reveals Diablo 4 Game Pass date. So let's see. I'm going to be jumping around here. Um, Xbox revealed in its vision for the future today in a podcast featuring executives Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, and Matt Booty. Uh, they're all in a panel interview for the Xbox podcast. And so they gave us some details. So, so first things first, we had to get into the games that were going multi-platform. So I'll be jumping around this article, so bear with me. The biggest news was Xbox confirmation that four games will indeed be going multi-platform. Spencer declined to name the games, saying only the teams that are building those games have announced plans that are not too far away. Um, let's see. Um, asked whether Indiana Jones and Starfield will be going will be among the games that will be multi-platform. Spencer said they are not. <laughs> mm. um, the Verge has... <laughs> Yeah, The Verge has reported or, you know, they got their rumors that the games will be Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Sea of Thieves, and Grounded. So, um, and let's see, on an Xbox Wire post, they put out their own post, and it said, Today we announced that we will expand the communities we reach, and we are currently in the process of bringing four games to other platforms. These are titles that have been available for Xbox for at least a year, so I guess mm -hmm. that, is a, that is an important sticking point for them, including hidden gems that deserve to be experienced more wildly, and live service games whose communities will benefit from welcoming even more players. More details to come. Um, we'll continue to push forward. Let's see, Diablo 4 is coming to Game Pass. The update also confirmed uh, that Diablo 4 will be coming to Game Pass on March 28th. Shout out to Knees. With this being only <laughs> the beginning for Activision Blizzard games on the service. Let's see. Um, Xbox also reaffirmed its commitment uh, to the service, saying that Game Pass will continue to be the only... Well, continue only to be available on xbox platforms and rog ally and we'll have all first party games available <laughs> on day one <laughs> um let's see uh on the console front xbox confirmed oh to the people's concerns uh xbox confirmed that it's working on its next gen console and it will be the largest mm -hmm. technical leap you will ever have seen from a hardware mm -hmm. generation standpoint um that could mean a lot <laughs> it also appears also to could mean not much yeah it also i mean and they all say like this is the biggest like leaf in hardware let's yeah, see uh, extra core yeah it also appeared to tease new hardware for this holiday uh, xbox hardware will also continue to be a flagship experience for players and for game developers to launch games on with a robust and innovative multi-year hardware roadmap including more console and controller options for you this holiday so they were just all out here just like letting people know what was up a dub mm -hmm. um so yeah let's get into this so one we got we've learned that indiana jones and starfield won't be <laughs> going multi-platform for now um uh, we learned that they are going to be sending four games over with the emphasis on live service games and then some other notable gems that they would want to throw in there. We, we got the date for Diablo coming March 28th on Game Pass. So we got that community growing and a hard confirmation that they are still continuing to work on new hardware. So people don't have to worry about this being the final generation of Xbox. A-dub, 
start wherever you want on that plate of food that we got right in front of you. you know? I I find it mildly interesting that your man Bobby said Diablo is never going to Game Pass. <laughs> Bobby gone. Diablo <laughs> <on> Game <laughs> That just shows you how mergers and acquisitions go sometimes. <laughs> it's like people can, can tell you one thing, and then next thing you know, they're not there anymore. It's like, yeah, we doing that. Yeah, um, yeah four games, I mean, it's a start. <laughs> it didn't say that, you know, four games and that's it. So there's still... For now. For now. Yeah, there's, it's the for now. So there's still the open door because every year, another Xbox exclusive turns one-year-old. Oh, we'll see what's going to be available in the next year. Uh, it's, you know, I think it's cool. They they were in a position where people were questioning the viability of Game Pass, myself included, just like, how does this work the way it's supposed to work? And this addresses that kind, that kind of question where it's like, we need we spent all this money, we need to find more revenue streams, and it'd be foolish of us to keep all this stuff to ourselves when there's just money sitting on the table. So it makes sense. I applaud them for taking this step with the business, especially for the position that the business has found itself in. Like if $77 billion ago, they probably wouldn't have to go this route and they could still make a serious impact. But now that you have all this additional overhead, all these additional assets and personnel, things got to change. So Xbox is out here making making wise decisions for their business. Um, the rumors got way out of hand, and it's just nice to have th all that all that just tempered, let all that dust settle because things got wild online with just all the trolling, all the threads, everybody just having to take who needs to get fired, who's like, who, what's going to happen. It was just so much anti-Xbox fan fiction about them just diminishing and vanishing. It was like, come on, you guys. You, you can't believe this as you're typing in. And pa Papa Spencer came, cleared the air. It's not as... It's not as significant as everyone thinks it is. It is a significant move because it definitely changes their business and it just opens up doors for the future, for future titles and things for people on different platforms to consider. So, you know, it may not be Indiana Jones and Starfield today, but we'll see what tomorrow holds. I don't, I don't like how people are just still hating on Starfield. One minute is supposed to be this big game, next minute people hating on it. Then it's, oh, it's coming to PS, oh, y'all losing one, and then people are like, oh, you can keep it on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation don't want it. Like, get out of here. That game will sell another 10 million copies on PlayStation and nobody will flinch. But that's just my personal opinion. Overall, like, it's... I don't think they could, they needed to make us wait a week to hear this news like th this isn't earth shattering or really what is it what is it uh something paradigm shifting <laughs> it's not it's not that significant at least in my opinion who knows maybe there are just broader implications within all that but i appreciate that they came out cleared the air let people in on the plan 
let people know that even though we we don't know what the four games are now, the developers themselves will will take that that time and that freedom to present that the way that they want to, rather than you know hearing about it on a podcast on Thursday. <laughs> so yeah, I'm all good with this information. I look forward to what's in the future for Xbox, man. A good new console coming, new controllers coming, <laughs> just new games coming there's there's a lot to look forward to and i'm looking forward to it yeah no i i yeah i looked at it as like this is a complete win it's funny there's so i have so many thoughts right now um (laughs) one yeah like uh i want i i i get why they waited a week just because of the fact that one they didn't even plan on announcing it this soon but because the rumors had already started swirling, I yeah. think they were okay with the first set of rumors. And then once the second set came out with like, oh, Halo, yada, yada. Because uh, you think about it, like, that's like, because at that point, like you, they have to consider the fact that, oh, this may affect console sales. And people yes. are worried that are, are worried about our future. <laughs> they might start like, that might start affecting their purchasing habits. And so we have to get ahead of it. But they also don't want to come out too soon and say something incorrectly because you know how it is with, you know, we talk about this with PlayStation all the time. People listen to every word and they will hold that against you if you say mm-hmm. anything slightly wrong. And so I'm sure they had to like get all the wording right um, just so that if something does come out, they can't say like, well, we didn't say this, this game or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that. Um, we didn't say free upgrade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the... Uh, yeah that um to the uh it's funny the like these moments like the outrage moments it's funny like i don't necessarily i don't believe in the xbox tax but i do believe that you know that the gaming media knows that there is a certain amount of traffic generated from xbox outrage mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like another way to put it because of the fact that like xbox fans are super sensitive PlayStation fans are quick to jump on it. Um, you know, the 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 fact that there there is this kind of thing, like they're they're new in that, like, you know, they were doing well, then they were they weren't doing well, and yeah. now they're back to doing well, but their confidence is a little shaky. So now the media can test their confidence at any point to generate like, you know, reaction. And so this is like the perfect storm for something like this. But here's where it kind of, you know ends up being an, an easy win for xbox because the rumors get out of control and all they have to say is no we're not and then everybody's like xbox is back we're on top <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's like all they have to do is just refute all the outrageous rumors and then they get an easy win and phil spencer looks like the man again and so it's like uh it's one of those things that you know they can continue to do it but xbox xbox is clearly they're on the same page uh, as far as like their their messaging and their marketing and so they you can go out of control with it but you're just going to give them easy victories as long as they are not doing what like you know the crazy thing that people are all concerned about and even then they might walk it back <laughs> they they were considering what raising the price of was a game pass and um or uh xbox live people freaked out and then they decided not to do it <laughs> and then it's an easy win i know yeah. you brought it up in the past this isn't xbox but you're i know you you said like with like sonic like where it's like oh maybe oh, they yeah, intentionally the sonic movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they intentionally made him look bad so people were reacting and they it's an easy fix and then they look like the heroes <laughs> and so like you know there's 
this is just one of those situations I was kind of just laughing at. I was like, oh, this is an easy win for Xbox, and they didn't have to do anything. <laughs> Dude, there was just... no way in hell that Human Tooth Sonic was ever going to be on the silver screen outside of a trailer. It was yeah. no, well, and the cameo appearance in the movie. <laughs> but there, uh, was, there was no way that was the final design. I'm telling you, they, they took a little break. <laughs> <laughs> they put that trailer out. They took a little break, and then they came out with the real trailer. I'm like, oh, we worked on it, and, <laughs> and so yeah, uh, that. And then, um, oh yeah, and then just kind of like his comments about like you know just the landscape of things. I mean, we're seeing it when all the layoffs, like just from every company, everybody's feeling it right now. We have Xbox with their live service initiative. Um, we also have X, uh, not Xbox, Sony with their live service initiative. We also have Sony pushing their PC releases. They're like he mentioned that you know the growth isn't you know compounding like how it was in in on, on console gaming, and so they're figuring out other ways to make money. And you know we're seeing this with like other companies like Apple. I know that like um, I was like listening to some investing shows, and they're saying that like. Apple was showing a lot of growth in services as opposed to hardware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're seeing like a lot of companies in general leaning into services. But Xbox, like they made a point to say that they didn't want to, you know, get too lost in trying to extract money from like the gaming group from like, you know, like services and things like that. And so they're trying to figure out other ways. And a way to do that is by, you know, getting it out to more people. And I think that mm -hmm. is just a sign of the industry in general. They're trying to figure out how to get their product to more people without like, you know, having to, you know, add services and things like that on top of it in order to get more money from individual gamers, as opposed to bringing in more gamers. So I do like that, that view, that standpoint. And yeah, um, yeah. And so I, I completely get like where they're coming from, from their objective of how they're going to attack this. And so it's uh I've thought about it myself. Like I was like, even if they went to like a one year model for their exclusives, like, it, it would be a huge gamble, but it could work out in this age of everybody's a content creator. And so if you think about it, if you were to keep your exclusives away for one year, then that loses that loses all the earlier that loses all the reviews that and everybody's a reviewer now. That loses if you if you're a person that doesn't have an Xbox, you can't then uh vote for that game for game of the year. You can't have any real opinion on that game for game of the year. So all that early traction that a game gets at launch within that first year um, is very important for sales. And so once they get past that point, then it's like, well, now we have to figure out how to get this game into more people's hands. And so I think that that's, that clearly is their standpoint from, you know, how they're going to start viewing a lot of their games, especially like the, I'm assuming like the non AAA like Bethesda games and just other games in general that they put out, they're going to consider putting out those on other consoles. And I think it's not a bad idea. They put Diablo on game pass. Um, maybe they've seen that the sales aren't like, sell it's not selling as well from launch. You know, it's been a couple months. We're in season three now and they're looking at us, Hey, we could start making money on these battle passes if we got this game into more people's hands. And so, you know, put it on game pass, get people to play it. They buy the battle pass. They, I'm assuming that they're going to sell the expansion and not just put that on Game Pass as well. So that'll be another way to generate money through Diablo 4. And so, yeah, it's um that also makes sense as well. And we we shall see when it comes to Call of Duty and any of those other games. Uh, do you have anything else here, A-Dub, before we take a break and move on? If Microsoft really wants to make this whole 
case by case multi-platform thing work all they need to do crack down remaster collection yes. Boom. Yes. earth earth shattering give give crackdown get crackdown one back in the spotlight give crackdown two a second chance and give crackdown three an opportunity to be reintroduced to the market in perhaps a, a more polished up condition <laughs> let it let it make another a second first impression but still you would have one on there you would have two on there like one is a bona fide classic part two is a solid game like that's enough so yeah do that there's so much that they could bring to the table this way like all that work they did with backward compatibility they could put they could start putting work toward multi platform compatibility <laughs> platform ability <laughs> but uh yeah they could do that and just those classic games they just got a gold mine sitting there of titles that people just haven't played titles that people would be highly interested in playing in this day and age when you know every other game is getting criticized for something or another or being overlooked it's like well hey, how about this this was an old school game everybody loved this <laughs> all right a dub let's take a break and we will get into the next topic of, topic the, week. of the week we are back a dub what you got with the next topic of the week uh i got i got an interesting one here just mm-hmm. it's a small a little, a little update your boys are from software we know they they stay churning. They stay at work, making the heat, learning from their mistakes, building on their successes, a model by which other studios can learn from. Uh, a lot of people were questioning, and some were even a bit upset that they haven't heard any news about the Elden Ring DLC since it was announced. This DLC being Shadow of the Erd Tree. We got an announcement. We got some. We got some artwork to accompany it. I believe it was a, an uppost on X. And since then, we, we haven't got any updates, no details, don't know what's happening. People are just wondering when it's from software gonna, gonna tell us when we're getting that goodness. Like, what's going on? So a new story hit that I thought was interesting where it says Elden Ring trademark is now fully owned by From Software. So let's see. Now, therefore, for good and valuable consideration, I'm guessing this is translated. Receipt of which is hereby acknowledged. Oh, this is legal jargon. So that's just what it's saying that the the trademark has transferred from Bandai Namco to from software, and this got me thinking. Maybe, just maybe, from software was waiting until they got this thing disputed or got this dispute resolved or this process says before they put out that dlc because they they're trying to get a bigger piece of that pie amc you're more business savvy than i how do you see these two items do they do they correlate or am i just off in the woods with this so so explain it to me so from software what are the two things again so basically they announced that dlc shadow of the earth tree for uh-huh. Elden Ring. And people uh-huh. have been waiting and waiting, no news, no updates. And then this news story breaks where 
the trademark for Elden Ring is now fully owned by From Software. They they took they got the rights from Bandai Namco. So I'm thinking maybe they held off on that DLC until they got the trademark. And now they're just about to get all willy-nilly with it. It's like this might be a sign that the DLC is incoming. I, I feel I feel that way. Just might be. Mm-hmm. Just theory. I'm not trying to not telling people, <laughs> not telling people where to put their money or anything like that. Just hey, just I have a hunch every now and then these hunches pay off. I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing something that's not there. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe it is true. I mean uh, props to them for getting the rights to their, their game, the game name. Um but yeah, no, I yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with you on this one. Maybe it is true, maybe it's coming. <laughs> I mean, I've been waiting. To, I'm waiting to hear something about like this, like as far as like what's going on. I, I know they mentioned that they were. So we had um, covered the story where their parent company bought the developer of Octopath Traveler. Yes, and then that um, they had mentioned that from software was you know working on the DLC, but that was oh. that was all that was all that we had heard. And so maybe yeah, we got another story now. So yeah, we're hearing a little bit more and more about you know the workings of what's going on with from software maybe it is a sign that they have a uh, big plans coming soon but yeah i can't i can't call it well, you, until i see it <laughs> well i mean you raised a good point i forgot about that acquisition of the octopath developer with the intent for them to work on projects with their existing ips so now that they fully own the trademark to elden ring perhaps we get some more elden ring games and they're keeping more of that scratch. <laughs> but yeah, man, Elden Ring finally crossed the, the 20 million mark in its first year. And geez, just a monster of a game and absolute delight. You played it for a while, so you know. You can testify. Oh, I mean, the game was awesome. It was oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, no, the game was the game was absolutely awesome. I did uh stop playing it after a while. So totally I mean, understandable. Yeah, from that standpoint, the DLC isn't like on my priority. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm sitting here because I want to see what they plan to do with it because they've already done so much just from content updates within the game. I I can't imagine what like a big expansion from this standpoint is going to look like from there for a game that's just was so popular when it came out and just everybody's game of the year. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see what they do with that. I'm looking forward to seeing the DLC. I'm not necessarily looking forward to playing it, so I'm probably I'm probably not going to jump in immediately on it because I mean I put maybe 200 hours into the game for one completion, and I put it down for at least a month. Came back and just the killer instinct was totally gone. I'm getting my ass whooped by everything in the lands between and in the lands between that so i don't know we'll see it depends on what they put forward i'm i'm curious as all hell so this is good news for from software kakawa parent company and hopefully we get to see what's next hopefully it's great just keep that legacy going Uh, amc you got any other topics of the week? Top topics of, topics the, of the week. week. Uh, I guess I have another Helldivers 2 story about its oh, success. It's on Video Games Chronicle. Helldivers 2. So this is a follow-up to last week. We had discussed how Helldivers um, had the largest PC launch 
of a PlayStation Studios game or for a PlayStation game. And um, it was at, I believe, 150,000. Um, God of War was right below it around 70,000. So it pretty much had doubled God of War. So there's a follow up to that now. This is on Video Games Chronicle. Helldivers 2's Helldiver 2's concurrent Steam player count is now higher than all other PlayStation PC launches combined. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Helldiver 2 Helldivers 2 reached 333 33,827,000 concurrent PC players on Saturday according to Steam DB The peak player count of all other PlayStation titles combined is 300,359. So mm. about 30,000 more <laughs> than all other PlayStation titles uh, combined. Still uh, going up. Yeah, so here's the caveat. While Helldivers 2 launched concurrently on both PC and PlayStation 5, most of PlayStation's previous PC efforts have been ported long after the initial console release of the games. So, A-Dub... Um, you know, you already discussed about Helldivers 2, so we don't have to spend a, long, a lot of time on this. It's kind of like a quick hit. quick hit. But, um, yeah, seeing the success of this concurrent launch, do you see them at least, like, this is going to be the route that they go with all their live service games? Do you think this would be a good route to go, even if it was, like, say, like a Last of Us Factions, to have that launch concurrently on PC and console uh, same day as opposed to, you know, delaying it? Um, what do you think about that, Ada? Well, it, especially if you're gonna have crossplay, then well, you'd have to have crossplay in that in that scenario. Just as long as the community can be united, then yeah, this the more the more places people can play it, the better. That's nobody's gonna argue against that. You know, I it it helps sell PlayStations if they kept it just console only, but is that really what you need to be doing? At this point in the game, especially as we complain about the rising prices of development and just everything else and the amount of time that all this stuff takes, like what's the point in keeping it away from a fan base that isn't even directly competing with you? Like I understand the value of exclusives, but Helldivers demonstrates that you can get PC in on the party and it'll just be a bigger, better party that goes on longer. There's not the the stigma on the from the the PC player base about single player games and like yes. uh, every every game needs to be single player. Single player games are going away. They're perfectly happy with single player and multiplayer games. Whereas a console, it, there's a little bit more of that. We need we need all single player games. And so yeah, it does make sense. Like why not go to the people who will appreciate this shit <laughs> and not the well, people who are second guessing everything that's multiplayer and live service. Well, at the same token, it's also interesting that the people who don't have to pay for multiplayer access on their platform don't have an issue with multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. Just a little little bit of irony there. At least I think it's irony. I don't know. Just an observation. But yeah, man. Hell no. Well, the thing is, like, wouldn't you just not get it then? Oh, they they'll get it. <laughs> because yeah, everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody else is getting it. It's got high reviews. Oh, I bought it to no, 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 I know. I was saying, I was saying like PSN. It's like if you're a person that's diehard single player, like, wouldn't you just not pay for the the PSN, the the multiplayer access, I guess, for those games, for for games in general. 
So then maybe the people complaining aren't really that <laughs> yeah. aren't really that single player homie like they want you to believe. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I well, the thing is, I think that console players they they play multiplayer games, but then they don't count that. They don't count that as like like kind of like this game. This is a good multiplayer live service game, but they're not counting it as that. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just you, saying you like, oh, it's it's a good game, but then a bad multiplayer live service game comes out, and this is indicative of all <laughs> multiplayer live service games. That's true. So I think. Yeah, so I think those people, I think the, I think the console people just don't acknowledge their gaming habits, whereas the PC players, they're just having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and if they don't, if they don't like something, they'll mod the shit out of it. Like, <laughs> Until they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah, they're, I kind of want to play God of War with Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think they're just, uh, they're not like on their bullshit as like console players are. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's there's tons of observations and examples to look into that further. <laughs> but yeah, dude, Helldivers is killing it. However, there are some people who who just don't see it. They they don't believe in it. They they want to take the wind out of the sails. They yeah. want the ship. They want the ship to capsize. Yeah. They they got hate in their hearts. Yeah. We got troll of the week, 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 So today's trolls are coming sideways at Helldivers 2 for the most unreasonable reasons I've ever seen. First troll says, looks great for a game released in 2007. Sony fanboys, you don't have to pretend being excited about low-quality shovelware. Low-quality shovelware. This game is at times looking like the Star Wars movie, the Starship Troopers movie, the the Terminator movies that I've always dreamed of rendered as video games. Like The visuals are right where they need to be in order to sell this experience in the just most entertaining way while still maintaining solid performance on console. Got that cross play going on. Got the homies, got the group chat. And it's just bug killing, automaton shredding goodness all day, all night. <laughs> Leveling up, working on my war bond. Next troll says, it's all right. Xbox, Twitter influencers have given their followers a narrative. Broken matchmaking and spyware, but it'll still score well because Xbox tax and media bias. Yeah. <laughs> There's way too much going on there for me to parse out. I'm gonna leave that one alone. It's fine. Maybe a five to six out of ten. That's being generous for this crap. Crap. I'm having the time of my life. Like, I. I reluctantly bought this game. I didn't want to get Helldivers because I have a rotation of games that I play and I'm working on them. I I neglected to talk about a game that I was playing, Mass Effect Andromeda, which I decided to run that back because I got about 60 hours into it. I hit a progression bug or it may not have even been a progression bug, but there was a side quest or a quest I wasn't able to hand hand in. And that just that wrote me the wrong way. So I finally bit the bullet. 
I restarted the game. I'm having a blast with it. Visuals are outstanding. The combat is just the best I've had in the Mass Effect franchise. Admittedly, haven't played three, so maybe there's a difference. But I'm enjoying the hell out of that. Then my brother got Helldivers, and just to be a good brother to my brother, I was like, all right, let me get it too. And it it just put its hooks in me. It's super earth hooks and has not released. It is draining me of all my life, and I just want to give it more because it is that good of a time. Five to six out of ten, you can get out of here. This game is a nine minimum. Like if if they iron out the the issues, the crashes, the freezes, it like they suck when they happen, but then you're just trying to log back in, get back in that mission. It's just like, come on, come on. Because the game is more fun than those issues make it not, if that makes sense. Next troll says, Earth Defense Force 5 is a thousand times better than this and doesn't have microtransactions. Go yeah. buy that instead. Uh, live service crash. Let me tell you a little something about the Helldivers 2 microtransactions. You don't need to buy them. <laughs> Every, well, uh, and, uh, the majority of them you don't need to buy. <laughs> in, in no. no. Oh, it Overall, yes. It yeah. <laughs> Every now and then there's a shitty game made where it's like, oh, well, you know, you can play the last level if you buy the, the battle pass. No, this game, like, yeah, if you want to buy the currency so you can start buying, so you can buy the premium battle pass you, or you want to buy some cosmetics, you can go ahead and do that. However, the battle pass, there's a free one, which is incredibly robust for a free battle pass. And then there's the premium pass, which can be bought with a currency that you can earn in the game, which I'm saving up, and I'm going to buy that pass. And then all that stuff that you get in the pass, you have to earn the currency to buy that. Like, you can't, it's a different in-game only currency that you can only earn by going on missions, finding them, extracting them, and completing missions where they're the reward. So even if you pay, you're not necessarily getting access to stuff first because you still have to play the game and level up to be able to unlock it. So I'm having a blast with that because I love unlocking shit. Tons of suits, tons of weapons, player cards, capes, <laughs> different effects, different just different pods to launch in. They give you different passive abilities, all with just the other series of items that you combine upgrade within the game itself like get out of here earth defense horse five is a thousand times better maybe it is to you but <laughs> in reality having not played earth defense Wars five i can't say however i cannot imagine something that's even a fraction better than what i'm experiencing with helldivers 2. next troll says they took all the progression and most of the unlocks out that's a deal breaker for me also preferred the twin stick shooter view. They consolified it by dumbing it down and turning it into a shooter for the gamer bros. Well, assuming they did all that, they still made a phenomenal game with it. So what are you complaining about? You still have the old help? Well, maybe you don't. Because if that was all my game, maybe the support, oh, they killed Helldivers for this. Helldivers died for this. <laughs> Next troll says, it's a Euro-poor game published by Sony. Next troll, 
Helldivers 2 frames per second. I haven't seen frame rate dips like that. By and large, it's very much close to 60. Probably in the high 40s, mid 50s, maybe most of the time. Still a fantastic experience. Next troll, bland, repetitive, pay to win PS3 graphics. Uh, no, it's a game, so it has to be uh, pay to win. I don't think so, sir. PS3 graphics, okay, go fire up your PS3 and put on something that looks like this. Last troll says, this game will be forgotten by next week. As always, the trolls, they got to make sure that you remember to forget the game that you're enjoying. <laughs> oh, man, AMC, you got anything for this, this assortment of just the weak-hearted individuals? Yeah, I know, they, they trash people. Um, trash people? Yeah. <laughs> This idea of uh, it's a, it looks like a last gen game. That's, I feel like that's everything now. It's like it looks like a last gen game. <laughs> like, we have nothing to say. They just say it looks like a last gen. It looks like an old game. Hmm. Um, by old game you mean like fun, like uh, uh, having a good yeah. time, just playing it. <laughs> like, like, a game that focuses on its experience rather than its visual presentation. Yeah, you're not worried about act two scene three and whether they're following the the perfect writers like acknowledgement of how a story needs to progress and how characters need to develop in order to make ellie a better character we're not worried oh, about any of that oh, bullshit in hell divers. Fire. <laughs> we're, we're not worried fire. yeah we're not worried about any of that we're just playing hell divers 2 having a good time oh, because, because of that people have to just look at like well it doesn't look as pretty as other games or... yeah mm. <laughs> but the thing is this people game playing personality <laughs> everybody's enjoying it people are flocking to it people can't get enough of it getting it on pc getting it on playstation wish they could get it wish they wish they had a live service system sony had a live service system where they were putting it on every console <laughs> like, that's that's yeah. me punching my my palm with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, and so yeah it's um it's great. The game is doing well despite all the criticism. Y'all can have all your criticisms, but the people who are playing are enjoying it and not thinking about you at all. So um, yeah, that's that's how I feel. Everybody's always chasing that triple A, that triple A dope fiend, yeah. dopamine hit. <laughs> but what's uh, the next big game? Yeah, what's the next big game? Where, where are all the graphics and <laughs> and all the colors and all the and all the lighting? Um yeah, we get those games, but we every game doesn't have to be that. And this game looked beautiful when I was watching it, so I don't yeah. fuck you're talking about. Um, so yeah, great game. Go fuck yourselves if you don't like it. Let's move on. Yes, troll in the you got you got another story. I'm I'm actually freshening at this point. But do you have any other stories or any quick hits? All right, got a quick hit. No Man's Sky, mm. Omega Expedition launch. Mm -hmm. So not a lot going on here, but a big note that I wanted to bring to people's attention: No Man's Sky, after mm. dozens of free content updates a free next-gen patch for owners of the game, PSVR support, just glow-up after glow-up, <laughs> just feature after feature being added. The game has now gone free-to-play. Mm. So now, even if you own it, 
even if you don't own it, you can get into it. Just widening the net and embracing more people to have fun in these multiple galaxies that you get to spend your time in doing what you want to do, building stuff, scanning stuff, flying, shooting, making deals, going on missions, bounty hunting. <laughs> no Man's Sky just continues to expand and become a, a bigger, more content-rich, more accessible product than it anyone ever dreamed it would be. AMC, with the Omega update, are you finally going to get back into the universes of No Man's Sky? <laughs> Uh, not anytime soon, but I love it. I love to see it. Love to see it. Um, love to see that new content. Um, happy to see that they're at a point now where they can just put their game out free to play. <laughs> you said free to play, right? Yep. Yeah, they put out their game free to play. People can just enjoy it. Um, I mean, it's from where it began to where it is now. Like it's in Destiny Two territory, whereas like we made our money. <laughs> now let's just like. Let's just make this game as accessible to as many people as possible. Get as much as we can from it while we work on our next project. So, yeah, happy to see that for Sean Murray and crew. Uh, Sean Murray. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, it's cool. I, how, how about you? Is this uh, enough to get you back into the world of No Man's Sky? Well, I got I to gotta put a little update here because I'm reading mm -hmm. these notes. The free trial is from the 15th to the 19th. So oh, it's it'll a free be trial. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's not <laughs> like it's play. not just like free. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They made it seem like it was free. Yeah. But that's why you got to read notes, people. Yeah, because uh, I, when I was thinking about it, I was like, that game doesn't have microtransactions, as far as I remember. How will they live? Yeah. How will they, <laughs> how will they keep the servers up? <laughs> My lifeblood. Um, yeah. Get some so, of them servers to hell divers. <laughs> More people need to log in. Yeah. So, um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, uh, so, A-Dub. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. This Is this enough to get you back into that world? <sighs> I might pop in and check it out. Mm. It's been a while since I've seen No Man's Sky. I'm in a whole new galaxy. And I believe I'm on the outskirts of that. So, I'm probably not even at the interesting part of the new place I am. And things are so damn weird in no man's sky anyway there's no way i could tell that i'm in a different galaxy it's not like it's going to be fundamentally different than the other one or who knows maybe i'm wrong but i look forward to maybe checking that out however like i said hell divers is just dominating my life right now mass effect andromeda is my priority and just just backlog digging man i'm having a blast i'm thinking about thinking about uh death stranding I, I installed phantom pain so go yes. back to my campaign there try to finish those two off catch up on my kojima work mm. and it's it, it's a blast i don't think no man's sky is very high on that list yeah. so i know once i start i'm gonna put in like a customary maybe five to ten hours until it's like ah, okay <laughs> but these other games like i still got to dip back into suicide squad and take on brainiac like i won't feel i won't feel accomplished with that game until i take out at least one of the brainiacs maybe two maybe three. but hell divers oh jeez, i'm taking on medium missions now solo feeling like i could take on hard missions and then comes extreme and that that's when things start getting real silly that's when the bio titans walking around like 
eight stories tall. <laughs> like, how the fuck am I going to kill this thing? I love that moment. I got to figure out how to kill those chargers. Um, my mind's wandering because anytime I start just thinking about my backlogger games, it's just old games that I enjoy. It's just a rush of memories and good times. Like, so this isn't enough to get you back. You're not having. Nah, I mean, dude, I have so many games right now. <laughs> Sean Murray had his chance. Like, if, yeah. if you could go back, if you can go back to one game, what would it be? One game? Yeah. Oh, like that I've already beaten and everything? Not like a game No, one. No, one that you haven't completed. If you could go to one game and just play it start to finish, what would you get? That I haven't completed. Exactly. It would be uh, It would be the game I'm playing right now, <laughs> and that is No Man's Sky. Because I hadn't beaten it, and then I was sitting there, and I was no like, Sky. I, not No Man's Sky, uh, Midnight Suns. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, right when I just had that itch, and I was like, I forgot how much I love that game, and I haven't completed it yet. And then I was just back in that world, and it was exactly what I needed. So, how yeah, did like, it feel when you when you first got into that first conflict and was like, okay, like it feels kind of fresh again, but you have all these cards and all these characters. <laughs> Exactly. That's why it was dope because like I had my deck completely already set um, where I left off. I left off in a place where I knew it'd be easy to pick up. So I, I was just opening up a new de- uh, a new set of cards that I earned uh, from completing a mission. And one of them was the Spider-Man card. So I, I moved that into my deck and that shit just completely what it made is that. Uh, so in the game, you need heroism. As you do like certain attacks, they give you a certain amount of heroism, and then you can use that those heroism points towards certain things. And one of the things you can use them on is environmental um, objects that you can like grab and throw at enemies, or yes. uh, you can use and explode and blah, blah blah. And they have a certain amount of points based on their level of damage. Well, Spider Man has a card that's called Opportunist, where he can then um, activate any of those environment um he can activate up to two of those environmental objects without having to use any heroism points and so i got that um on my Ooh. first like you know my first encounter i got that card put that in the deck played with spider-man got that to come up and used it and i was like oh i forgot how much i love like turn-based games <laughs> like just seeing like the the chain of reaction of moves based on the fact that I was able to use that card and take out so many people and, you know, set up the enemies in a certain way. Um, it just took me right back to like what I was missing in turn-based combat, how it's like it's turn-based, but it feels like scene painting and they do it so well in midnight sun. So that was like, that was the big thing when I, yeah, having all that there and just knowing already knowing the game, because that was a thing I did think about like jumping into a new one and there was a part of me that was like, I already love Midnight Suns, and I'm not going to have to learn how to play a new game. And so that was like, uh, and I also wanted to do something in my backlog because it felt weird taking a break from a game and starting another new game. And so, yeah, it all just like worked together. And just that feeling of fitting like a glove is just, you can't ever describe that. It's all, It always feels worse when you... You start that new game. <laughs> I do that. I've done that so many times. That's the only reason my backlog is such a backlog. It's just games you you can't miss or that you don't want to miss. Then mm-hmm. just something gets neglected, and the next thing you know, you're flipping through like, oh man, I gotta go back to this. I do. Yeah, I, I have Cyberpunk. <laughs> Did you beat Cyberpunk? Uh, the original release. I haven't beaten the Phantom Liberty DLC. 
I okay. feel like I'm close, but I got to a mission where I like, um, you know, the missions where you're the sniper and you're covering a guy. And I'm doing that for your man, Solomon Reed. And he gets to the end of the thing. Like, I got him all the way there first try. It it got a little rough, but <laughs> we pulled it off. And he just froze. Like, oh, I, I, I can move around. Like, I couldn't get off of the gun. Like, I was just stuck on the gun. It's just like, what's supposed to happen here? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> that, like, that whole sequence, that was like, it was a pretty continuous flow. Like I went from a side mission into that mission, into the whole lead up to that particular set piece, did that whole thing. And then he did that. And I was like, I'm, I'm not about to do this all over again. I don't care how generous that checkpoint is. And I just haven't played the game ever since. And now I'm, I'm hell diving. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll pick it back up. It's so, man. Phantom Liberty is so good. Like I had a, there was a boss battle I had against another, like a cyber sniper. So he's moving mm -hmm. around. He's making, he's like hacking me and making me see illusions of him and there's smoke. <laughs> and I have to, I have to look through everything and like use my wits and just find this guy. And I'm, I'm reflecting, I'm deflecting his sniper rifle rounds with my katana as I'm chasing him around the arena, <laughs> trying to cut his ass. And I'm winning too. Like every time I do it, it just took such a big chunk of health. I was like, this is the most amazing cyberpunk shit I've ever done in my life. <laughs> oh man. And there's more, which is very promising. I'm just, man, uh, the sequel to cyberpunk is going to be one of the the finest products ever crafted by me. Yeah. Uh, I put everything on that. But yeah, man. Helldivers. That's what's going on. And then Mass Effect Andromeda, giving it its just due, just having a blast with that game. Get almost caught up to where I left off and will pretty soon be advancing toward greater things, things, the unknown. <laughs> as they left the the Milky Way galaxy to pursue. So yeah, man. What you getting into? Uh, you you got you got the long weekend? Yeah, I got the long weekend. Um so yeah, I plan on um playing some more Midnight Suns tonight if I can. Cause I I, I love that game he does. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna doesn't work with that. And then uh yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully Marissa wants to go to bed again early tonight and <laughs> make my life a little easier. <laughs> Uh, all right, but, uh, how about yourself? How about yourself, Adele? What, what are you gaming on tonight? I'm about to get back in that uh, hell diver. Uh, <laughs> but pour myself some scotch, get some hell divers. Yes. Oh, do man, you, it is just have any... so clean oh, yeah. when you hit these bugs. Some of them, like, you could blow their heads off and their bodies will just keep coming after you. It, there's just chunks and legs. <laughs> it's and just one of the the best third person shooting aiming system I've ever used. So like they have the dot in the middle and you're swinging that around. But you know, if you're a human being, when you're swinging a weapon, you're not swinging your arms in perfect unison. So like the weapon's crooked. So there's a circle that's bouncing around the, the dot. And that represents your true accuracy with the weapon. So you could put the dot on something, but the circle might be all the way off. You got to wait for the circle to come back in and be on the target. 
And that's where you hit them. So I've gotten really accustomed to that based on all my playing of Overwatch, you know, playing with Sojourn, leading my shots, Orissa. And it's it just fits like a glove, man. I'm picking everything off with everything I have. It's it's just such a satisfying experience. Everyone deserves to experience a game like Helldivers 2. That's dope. Yeah. Do you have anything else, Adele, before we get out of here? 2024 off to a great start people usually say that the there's nothing in the beginning of the year q1 is pretty boring and we've just had consistent years where q1s have put out some of the greatest games of the year is like here you go (laughs) chew on that for a few more months chew on that until until the showcases they tell you what's coming in fall (laughs) you can wait for that so you can put it on your little Christmas list. Get this now. So, yeah, man, it, it's it's a great time. And we're going to be getting Star Wars Outlaw, Outlaws later this year. That's that's the one major beacon I'm looking to. And anything else along the way is just icing. So, yeah, that's what I got for you. All right. Well, this is Control Issues. I am see. <laughs>